0: Question for you, and that question is this: What is in your heart? Can can anybody think deeply enough into their heart to answer that question? What is in your heart? We're going to be coming from Acts chapter four. Some of the teenagers may have uh, heard some of this in the past. So, if you're in here, Go ahead and give me an amen when you know what's coming. Amen? Amen. So, what is in your heart? Acts chapter 4. We're going to go from Acts chapter 4, verse 32, to Acts chapter 5, verse 10. I'm going to start reading now. Y'all don't mind if I put on some uh, visual aids. Now, the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say That any of the things he possessed was his own. But But they had all things in common. And with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. Nor was there anyone among them who lacked. For all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold and laid them at the apostles' feet, and they distributed to each as anyone had need. And Joseph, who was also named Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it and bought, brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and he kept back part of the proceeds, his wife also being aware of it and brought a certain part of and laid it at the apostles feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself while it remained? Was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last breath. So great fear came upon all those who heard these things, and the young men arose and wrapped him up and carried him out. And buried him. Now it was about three hours later when his wife came in, not knowing what had happened, and Peter answered her, Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, Yes, for so much. Then Peter said to her, How is it that you have agreed together to test the Holy Spirit, test the Spirit of the Lord? Look at the feet of those who have. Buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out. Then immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. And the young men came in and found her dead and carrying her out buried her by her husband. So great fear came upon all the church and upon the whole, upon all who heard these things. The question That remains is what's on your heart. See, I I, I like this scripture because I'm a big fan of the Acts, the book of Acts. It kind of gives us an understanding of how the church was made and how the church was designed and how God incrementally made steps to build the church just the way he wanted it. He wanted people to understand that the power was his, that the knowledge was his, that the control was his, and that we are his. And what what Peter, I mean what Luke, the, the author of Acts, is trying to help us to understand is that we as a people need to keep our hearts pure. And we need to keep our hearts at that point and at that level that when we are talking about God and to God, that we have an honest and pure heart. Amen. Let, let's let's kind of unpack this scripture because it sounds. I, I know it's a story we've all heard. We've heard it over and over again. But let's let's kind of unpack it and 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 cut it open, kind of peel it back a little bit, so we can kind of see in depth what we're talking about here. Now, the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that anything was he that he possessed was his own. See. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, like these people were, this is the beginning of the church. That The church is brand new. I mean, Jesus has just revealed himself after his death. He's a, he, he, They realize that Jesus is alive, and he's in heaven with the Father, and he's, he's interceding on our behalf, right? So we understand who Jesus is, and now we're trying to understand who we are or whose we are. Right. So what the church is doing, they're helping us to understand as you believe, as you're filled with the spirit, it's not just about uh, proclaiming the word of God. It's not just about saying, I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. But the reality is it's about meeting the needs of one another. And we as believers, we have this internal thing that causes us to meet the needs of, well, us. I want to meet my needs. I want to help my kids go to school with shoe game. I, I, I use that right because I got a big smile out of my daughter. I, I, I want to help help... I want to help my my, uh, my family, you know, be able to eat out and, and have fun and, and do the things that we want to do for ourselves, right? As a believer, we have a responsibility that a lot of us, me included, tend to look past. That responsibility is for every other believer that we know. There was a time, I remember when I, when my wife and I, uh, when I was on the police department, when we had our first kid child, well, it, just before we had our first child, I was in the police department. Things were tough. You know, uh, didn't have much off-duty work, you know, and, and, you know, pockets was a little slim at the time. And believers at Body of Christ Church would, things happened, and it was amazing to us. You know, you know the rents, the, the mortgages do, or the rents do, And you know you you, you've been living off this twenty dollars for the last two weeks. Y'all y'all remember that? And and somebody just walks up to you and say, "Hey, Leon," shakes your hand, and in that hand is a paper. Like what kind of note he passing me? (laughs) And it's a bill. Y'all know what a bill is. That's the one with one and two zeros. That's gonna help get you through to the next couple of weeks. Back back then, that's about fifteen years ago. A couple weeks, you know, a hundred dollar bill could help you out. We people we used to look out for each other. I remember when, when Pam and I we started. You know, Pam got her job, and I, I start I was doing a little bit better. You know, and uh, I left the police department. It was making a little more money, doing some other things, and legal <laughs> and and. and, and there was a lady in the church and you know my heart just said let's let's just bless this lady and we gave her an envelope those are, that's meeting people's needs i remember when i was on staff here at the church there would be people that would come in and they'd come in regularly. Some of them you knew they had a true need. Some of them knew that we had a, they had a true opportunity. Yeah. So, so, but you had, you had to be able to, to look and, and, and weed through all the opportunists and look for the people that had need. You could always tell when they truly had a need because if you said, oh, well, we can't give you cash, but we could give, get, go and get you a food line gift certificate. Thank you, Jesus. That's somebody with a need. But when you say we can't give you cash, but you know we could get you a, oh no! But I need gas money because I'm trying to go. Okay, well we can go fill up your car with gas. Oh no! But uh, I need the cash. So you 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 have you see an opportunity. So. As believers, in this first scripture, now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that anything of the things that he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. What we see is they understood that meeting each other's needs was important. It's what God would have us to do. Amen? Amen. How many of you have, have ever had a need that was just you, you just didn't want to tell anybody that you had the need. Yeah. But it was there. And it, it was it was it was deep and you really needed it. Yeah. And you just prayed about it and you just you were hoping that that need was met and just for some reason the need got met. Amen. And it was from another believer. Amen. That's what God calls us to do. Amen. So, so then he says, and the with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Now was there nor was there anyone who among them who lacked for all who were possessors of land or houses sold them and bought the brought the proceeds proceeds. Of the things that were sold. Again, taking care of needs. And laid them at the apostles' feet. And they were distributed to each. As anyone had need. They took care of each other. You have to have a heart to give. And you know. There's times when I see people on the side of the road. There's times that we've been. Hoodwinked by people on the side of the room. You know, there was a time I, there was a, a young lady and a man, they had the hospital bracelets on and they were they came up to the car and, sir, you know, my wife just got out of the hospital and this, that, and the other. And, you know, they tugged on our heartstrings and we gave them, I don't know, 40, 50 bucks. And those 40, 50 bucks, and we kind of needed that week. And then we see that same guy, the same lady, two weeks later. Same hospital bracelets. same, and, and I was like, Pam, I know that ain't the same people. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, that's them. They didn't even recognize us. and gave us the same exact story. <laughs> but you know what? My heart was open the first time. And I believe that God blessed us for giving. You know, even though we got took that time. Second time, they didn't get me. And listen to this. I I love verse 36. And the reason I love it is, is simple. It's the name, the translation. And Joseph, who was also named Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement. Barnabas, son of encouragement. See, Barnabas had this heart. Barnabas had a heart. Of a true believer. Barnabas was a man, a man that, that truly believed. Think about this. Think of what Barnabas's role was. I'm, I'm, let me read a little bit further. And it says, uh, which is translated, son of, of encouragement, a Levite. How many of you are familiar with what a Levite is? A Levite is he, he is a man who worked, he, he is a like a preacher. He knew the word. He knew, the, understood the word of God. He, he, he worked in the temple. He, he, he was able to go in and teach in the temple. So a Levite that believed that Jesus Christ was Lord and Savior. A Levite, a Jewish leader in the Jewish church, he understood the signs. He understood the truth of what Jesus stood for. He understood who Jesus was. And when Jesus died on the cross, he knew the prophecy because he studied it. But he didn't try to push it under the table. How many of us know the truth? What's in your heart? Okay, let's, let's think about what's in our heart. We know the truth. We know what the reality of what God's word says but because it may not fit my circumstance today or because it may not fit uh, my desire uh, for this thing or this activity today, maybe we just kind of sweep it under the rug like some of the Pharisees do and others of the Levites did. But this Levite, this Levite, Son of encouragement, Barnabas, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. See, Barnabas is an example. He's an example in more than one way. Okay, so we think about Barnabas as the guy that gave the land and got the glory, right? Right? But the reality is Barnabas is the example for each one of us who know God's word. We know what God's word tells us, yet he acts upon God's word. He acts upon God's word in more than one way. You say, Leon, okay, we know that he uh, sold some land and he gave it to the apostles and, you know, they're able to use the resources to help people. So what other example? Well, Barnabas is an example of leadership following God's word. Amen? How many times do we, as leaders in our homes, as as leaders in our our workplace, as leaders in our, our jobs and leaders in our church... Understanding what God's word says, kind of do otherwise because it fits the situation. See, Barnabas could have still been working in the temple. Or preaching in the temple, still have the, the glory of the, the position of Levite and, and still be uh, one of the, the, the high rollers in, in, the, in the temple. Barnabas could have been that, that guy that, 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 that's able to just walk out and, and, and be special and important because he is a Levite. Barnabas could have been just like some of the Pharisees. He could have been like, like Saul, Paul was when he was Saul. He could have been one of the people uh, uh, chasing the Jew, the, uh, the Christian believers, trying to kill them, trying to stop them from spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, but not Barnabas. Barnabas decided to follow the truth, do God's will, and not only do God's will, but take the extra mile to follow it so much so that he was willing to give of his possessions that he owned that were his and give it to the, 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 the church so that others needs could be met. What was in Barnabas's heart? That's the question. Barnabas, what is in your heart? I'll tell you what's in Barnabas's heart. Jesus Christ is in Barnabas' heart. Is Jesus Christ in your heart? Amen. No matter what your situation, no matter what you're doing, you know what? There, there was times when, when I know as a police officer that my job says that this guy needs to be arrested and taken downtown for trespassing, right? So, We arrest them and take them downtown for trespassing. But you know what else we did in the ride downtown? We talked about Jesus. That is an excellent opportunity. Any police officers in here, if you got somebody in the back seat with their hands cuffed and they got a cage back there, they can't get out. Guess what you have the opportunity to do? You have the opportunity to tell them about Jesus and they can't walk away. They can't get up. They can't walk out the car. The whole time, you are in complete control and they get to listen to every single word you say. Man, I had so many witnessing opportunities on the police department. It was awesome. And we did it as much as we could. That is leadership. That's what's in the heart. You know what? Guys, fathers, mothers, There is Barnabas living in your homes. Barnabas is living in your home. Guess who Barnabas is in your home? It's you. You have an opportunity with these children of yours. to, Because guess what? Unless you got some really bad kids, when you tell them to sit down and listen, they should not have a choice of getting up and walking out. Right. So you have the opportunity, you have an audience right there, right there in front of you to preach the gospel every single day. You have the opportunity. And guess what? You also have the opportunity to be just like Barnabas. You can sell some stuff like I sell mattresses and then I bring home money and then I give it to the people in my house. Right. And guess what? Because I give them money to the people in my house. They have to listen to me. So when I tell them about Jesus Christ and his grace and his mercy, guess what? They have to sit there and listen. And if they're not listening, I can always take that money and bring it over here and let these people listen. So guess what they do? They tend to listen. But that's not the only reason they listen. Again, it's the example. It's the example. It's the life that you live. Men, when you are living a life of God, you know, sometimes you're gonna be dead wrong. You're gonna mess up. You're gonna do dumb stuff. I'm a dad. I do dumb stuff. My kids laugh at me all the time. Some of you might have seen chat, Snapchats about me. <laughs> when I make mistakes, they're mistakes. But I'm not doing stuff on purpose to hurt my kids, to hurt my family. I'm doing stuff because I think it's for their good. Men, we have an, not just an opportunity we have an obligation to love our families and our kids so much that all we could think about is making sure that they know Christ Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So we meet their needs, we care for them, and we talk to them, and we share with them, and we, 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 we love them so much so that they see the Christ in us and they, Get Christ in them. Amen? That's the Barnabas example. Barnabas' name means son of what? Encouragement. Son of encouragement. Brothers, sisters, mothers, and dads, we have to be encouragers to our kids. That, that's what we're here for. We're here to encourage our kids. Husbands, sometimes it's difficult we have to listen to our wives. Sometimes they want to talk during the football game. I was smart. I got Uverse. verse. Pause button. If you got a pause button, brothers, use it. Because there are times when your wives... They truly have something they really want to talk to you about. And maybe it's about the family, maybe it's about something at work. You are Barnabas in your home. You are the son of encouragement. Your job is to encourage your wife. And let her vent to you. Guess what the cool thing about ladies when they, when they talk? You don't really have to say much back. (laughs) They love you because you're, you're listening. You know, it, it, they do. They love you because you're listening. So just turn it down, turn it off, pause it, whatever you got to do. But, ladies, do us a favor. Can you keep it short? Son of encouragement in your home. Son of encouragement in your work. Son of encouragement in in, in your, just everywhere you are. Know who you are. Know your example. Amen? Amen. Know your example. But a certain man, verse 5, but a certain man named Ananias... With Sapphira, his wife sold a possession and he kept back part of the proceeds. His wife also being aware of it and brought a certain part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. Now, here we go. We're looking at the heart. What's in your heart? Okay. Let's think about this thing. Okay. So, What do you think happened when Barnabas brought the money from this land and laid it at the apostles feet? I think it was seen by a lot of people and they probably were saying, wow, Barnabas really loves the Lord. Barnabas is really doing great things for God. Just like in your home, when when you come home and, and you, you just you just you know help your family and and, and and they see you and they say, you know, dad is is doing great things for us. He 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 just helped us with, with you know all this food and all this stuff, or whatever, whatever your role is, maybe you, you your role is just to, to take care of the kids and, and make sure everybody is, is dressed and, and ready for church on Sunday morning. Whatever it is, what do you think happens when somebody does something great they get acknowledged you know Barnabas I don't believe wanted acknowledgement i think Barnabas was doing what he was doing because this is what Barnabas does cuz Barnabas loves the lord he he doesn't he didn't really need acknowledgement but I believe because anytime someone does something big for the Lord for the Lord anytime somebody does something great you know they get acknowledged you you look at Billy Graham Billy Graham never once asked anybody to to praise him for what he does but man this guy has brought millions and millions of people to Christ he is a Christian hero right he is so humble He sees himself as just a simple servant of God. I believe Barnabas was the same. But when people look at Billy Graham, ministers especially, we want to be like Billy Graham. We want to bring people to Christ. And we want people to recognize us because we're great too, right? But the reality is we're only doing what God asks us to do. So we're not great. We're just servants. And that's what Barnabas was. And Barnabas' heart was the heart of a servant. Amen? Amen? Now, but a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and he kept back part of the proceeds, his wife also being aware of it and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. See, I, I, I feel like Ananias and Sapphira, they, 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 they understood the, the recognition that went out to Barnabas. And they said, you know, I'd like to get some of that, but I kind of want to keep my stuff, at least some of it. So what I'll do is I'll sell a big piece of land, give about as much as Barnabas did, keep as much as I can. But Peter said to Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep part of the price of the land for yourself? So here's the thing, a lot of us, we think that Ananias and Sapphira lost their life because they didn't give all the money. A lot of us want to believe that this was harsh treatment by God because all they did was keep their own stuff, right? Y'all excuse me for a second. I'm getting a dry throat. But Paul, Peter says something very specific here to Ananias and Sapphira. He says, why Has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? I'm so glad that I'm not living in the early church right now. Because the reality is, there are times when my heart is not as pure as it should be. And there are times when maybe I'm not putting forth the effort that I should be putting forth. And maybe I still want that recognition. But I'm just going to give just a little bit and not completely give it all. Oh, it's getting quiet in here. Maybe I'm not the only one thinking like this. Amen. Sometimes you, 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 you know that God is asking for all your time this day. You know God wants you praying for, as George said, 12 hours, but you only want to give him two minutes. You know that God is asking you to give that full Five hundred dollars to that family in need. But you said, you know what, I can help you out with two. Somebody else might be able to help you out with three. But you got it. Or you know that God is asking you to serve 100 percent in this ministry or 100 percent in this ministry. But you tell him, you know. I might be able to help y'all out every once in a while. It's getting quiet, church. I ain't preaching to y'all because I'm preaching to me right now. There's times that I'm just really glad that I'm not in the early church because I wonder... If my heart lying to the Holy Spirit would cause me to have the same result as Ananias and Sapphira. Yeah. There are times I know yeah. that I haven't put forth a 100% of the effort that I need to working with the youth ministry of body of Christ. Yeah. There's times where I say, you know, what? I got a business to run. You know, I got stuff I need to do that can wait. How am I going to say that can wait? How do I say that God's work can wait? God's work cannot wait. God's work is a right now, every day, every hour, job, job that we are required to do because we love him, we praise him, and we honor him. But we sometimes have that Ananias and Sapphira syndrome where we're going to do our thing first. Don't get mad at me because I'm preaching to me. But we're going to do, I'm saying we though. But we're going to do our thing first and whatever we have left, we're going to give it over to God. Well, I think the reality is Barnabas was our example. Barnabas said, give it all first, and whatever is left, you have for yourself. Give it all first. But you know what? What I found when I'm really in the zone with God, when I'm really doing what what I'm supposed to be doing, it's amazing because God makes a way. He, he makes a way for you out of no, you're like, you're thinking, all right, I know I just spent all this time at Body of Christ Church doing this, doing this, doing this, doing this, doing this. I got nothing left. And he just makes a way. What's in your heart, church? What's in, what's in your heart? We know what's in Ananias and Sapphira's heart. Self greed, everything that is anti what Christ wants for us. But then we know what's in Barnabas's heart. There's only one thing, Christ. Christ is in Barnabas' heart. Christ is in there so deep and so powerfully. He could only do what God would have him to do. It didn't, it didn't even matter. All he could do is what God would have him to do. That's why his name, Son of Encouragement, He was encouraging you, he was encouraging me to do what God would have us to do. Man, you know, whenever I read these stories in the Bible, it's always something different that comes to me. You know, before, when I would read this, I would be so focused on Ananias and Sapphira. But the reality is, it's just a short little line there on Barnabas. But Barnabas is the centerpiece of this whole passage. Barnabas is the example. Barnabas is the one showing us how to do God's will the way God wants us to do it. And it's all he had to do was give it all. When was the last time we gave it all? When was the last time we just said, you know what, God... I ain't got nothing left, but I'm giving whatever I got. I'm giving it to you. When's the last time you said that? I know I hadn't said it in a minute, but I'm saying it today, y'all. I love my Lord and I'm giving it today. Here, he he goes on, he says, he says, while (laughs) Peter, uh, Peter says, but Peter said to Ananias, why, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price to the land for yourself. Listen to how Peter explains this. While it remained, he asked him a simple question. Was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? Where was this thing conceived? In the heart. You have not lied to men, but to God. The reality is we have control over what we control. When we have it, it's ours. When we sell it, the proceeds are ours. When we give it, why make up something? Give what you're going to give, but don't lie about it. Cause you ain't lying to nobody yes. but God. Yes. So if you say, you mark on your, on your, um, your offering envelope, tithe, and you put a $20 bill in there, that mean you made $200 this week. You mark in there, tithe, and you put $5 in there, you made $50 this week. Right? You're scheduled for Awanas to work on this Thursday. And Thursday afternoon... About 5.45, you call them Deacon Dozier, said hey, uh, Deke, um, I ain't going to be able to make it today because, um, yeah, I got to work. And then you over there at Crabtree Valley Mall at the, what's that store called with the coats? The North Face store because they got a 50% off sale. You ain't just lie to Deke. You lying to the Holy Spirit. You supposed to be here on Sunday morning teaching children's church. We got kids in here. They looking for you. They want to be in there. They want to hear what you got to say. They want to learn about God, right? And you didn't call me. You didn't said nothing to me. I get home. I check my emails. You don't sent me an email at eight forty five talking about I ain't gonna be there for children's church. Because I ain't feeling good. Okay. But you right over there at Triangle Town Center. Feeling good over there at, 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 at the H&M. Getting that cell in. You didn't lie to me. Well, you did lie to me, but it don't matter. Because you lied to the Holy Spirit. Because it's a spiritual thing. It is a spiritual thing. You know, there are times when you just don't feel like doing God's work. But guess what? Sometimes if you just stick it out, he will make a way. What's in your heart? You know, there's consequences to not doing things God's way, there's consequences. You know, sometimes the consequences are, you know, minor, but there's still consequences. Sometimes the consequences are harsh. See, Ananias and Sapphira, that's why I said I'm glad I'm not in the early church. Because a lot of us wouldn't be here right now. Then Ananias, hearing these words, verse 5, fell down and breathed his last. So great fear came upon all those who heard these things. And the young men arose and wrapped him up, carried him out, and buried him. Now it was about three hours later when his wife came in. Now, ladies, just because your husband tripping don't mean you have to, too. Cause if y'all are in cahoots, you get the same results. Now about three hours later when his wife came in, not knowing what had happened and Peter answered her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. She said, yes, for so much. Then Peter said to her, how is it that you have agreed together to test the Lord, the spirit of the Lord, look at the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out. Then immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. And the young men came in and found her dead, carrying her out and buried her by her husband. Here's the thing that 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 that's deep. All right. We see this and we're like, whoa. That's a little extreme, and I would agree with you that that is extreme, but here's the reality. The church at that time was brand new. The church, the people, they, 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 they had a, a former religion. They, they were used to hearing the, the, the traditions of religion, you know, the traditions of the Jewish religion, but they never truly understood the power of God. See, God knows everything. I think that the teenagers that are in here can can, can attest to this. That the, they, He knows everything, right? He's all knowing. He's everywhere, right? He's omnipresent, and He's all powerful. He can do anything and everything that He wants to. Just with a thought, right? We as believers now, we're starting to kind of understand that. But as the church was at its Babe, when it was just growing up, it was in its infancy. The church had to have an example so people could see just how powerful this God that we serve truly is. See, we we and, and we're starting to lose it. I can see it already. We're starting to lose it. The the understanding of how powerful, how how um knowledgeable and 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 how. Big God is we 're starting to lose it because I can see it now because people feel like they could just do or say anything they could use god 's name however they want to they they could just just act like you know their God and and we, 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 we 're starting to 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 misunderstand, and i you know i 'd hate for God to take us back to the early church and, and be like, you know maybe I need to explain to my people again. See, when God took this course of action with Ananias and Sapphira, the results was a healthy fear of God. See, people, there was no need to fear Peter. He's just a man. But this thing we call God, this this man this this person this 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 individual that we call god the power that he has is so enormous the knowledge that he has is so enormous his presence among us is so enormous we should fear him it's a godly fear We should fear him and understand that there are consequences to all of our actions and all of our thoughts and all of our, everything that we do, there's a consequence. He had to show them his power before he showed them his love, amen? Now, I mean, I should have said after he showed them his love, because What Jesus did on the cross, the fact that he willfully was beaten, he willfully was mocked, he willfully, because you guys know, at any point, because of the power and authority of God, you all understand Jesus is God because of his power and authority at any point in time he could have said you know what these nuts have lost their mind but because he loved you each and every one of you me and anybody else who calls in his name he allowed himself to be beaten he allowed these people put, to put a crown of thorns on his head. He allowed himself to be hung up on a cross with nails in his hands and in his feet for the sole purpose of dying, going down the pit to take all of our sins, my sins, your sins, sins of anybody who was willing to receive him as their Lord and Savior to allow you to be saved so that at some point when you leave this place, you'll be at the right hand of the Father. You'll be in heaven with Jesus. That is love, but that same love is not going to allow us to just do whatever we want to do. Amen? Amen. So because he loved us like that, we need to love him while at the same time we need to understand what it means to fear him Mm -hmm. in Christ. Amen? Amen? Amen. Church, what is in your heart? Do you love him enough? Do you care for him enough? Do you fear him enough to give all of yourself to him? Amen? Amen? Amen. Father, let's pray. Father God, we thank you today, Lord. Because you gave us this example of Barnabas. You gave us this example of the son of encouragement. To help us as men, as women, as parents, as believers, to see what it truly means to give it all. And Father, we thank you also for the example on the other side with Ananias and Sapphira. Father, we have the opportunity to see what your power is what your strength, what your knowledge, what your presence truly is. And Father, we ask that you would help us to have that godly fear while at the same time knowing how much you love us. Father, we 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 ask right now, Lord, that if there's anyone in this place that doesn't know you as their Lord and Savior, Lord, that this day they will come to know you as their Savior. Right now, if there's anyone in here that has never asked Jesus Christ to be their Lord and Savior, and you want him to be your everything, you want him to be your Savior, we want him to be your confidant, your, your guide, he could be all that for you. You may not have had a father, he could be your father. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, would you pray with me? Father, I want to be changed from the inside out. I receive Jesus right now as my Lord and Savior. I know that he died on the cross for my sins. And on the third day, he rose again. And that right now, he is alive and well at your right hand. And I just ask right now that Jesus would come into my heart and change me from the inside out with all heads bowed and all eyes closed. If that is your prayer today, would you just raise your hand right where you're sitting? Amen. Amen. We have that one hand. Praise God for you. Father, we just ask you right now, Lord, that you would just change all of our hearts, Lord, that you would guide us, that you would Just be there for us. It changes all, Lord. Help us to do your will. Help us to just be believers in action, Lord. Doing the work. Giving where we should be giving. And loving at all times. Father, we love you. We praise you and we honor you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.